yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Talking Shit with Steph and Seb. It's real shit with Steph and Seb. My bad. It's been a And minute. you will be talking shit. So last time we spoke, um, we were getting married. Now we're married. No, we have got, I think we had already gotten married. And are we married? Are we currently married? <laughs> <laughs> well, nonetheless, we're married. And now we have a baby. Her name is Iris. And uh, she's currently taking a nap. Um, so we're taking advantage and we're trying to be, I'm trying to push us to be more better at this. Um, but baby, tell me what has been the, the three hardest things that we've ever faced in this past two years. In this past two, I would say number one, parenthood. Parenthood is a whole nother, is a, is a different ball game we're at. Number two, redirecting marriage throughout parenthood. And what's our third thing? I'll probably say handling for maybe handling time off when I'm away working on an away jobs or or even handling family. Ooh, I think family. Handling extended family and friends when we're parents. That's been that's been an un oh. that's been hard. Yeah. We never expected a challenge there. I think I didn't have a perception of what parenthood was gonna be like. I had an idea of what I would be like as a mom. And I didn't think past that. I just saw a bundle of joy. We're going to give birth. It's going to be magical. Everybody's just going to know their role. And we're going to stay. We're going to play in between these lines. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere in between there, postpartum hit for me. And I just became a uh, a lion, a lioness. And postpartum, it's something that the, they, doctors don't, they tell you postpartum, but they don't really explain to you all that in depth and i think it's up to you as the pregnant mother or the father even then to get educated educated on that because it's it's hard and you you had a hard time so pregnancy was super easy for me nine months i was literally did 52 weddings up until i was about to give a week before i actually gave birth 52 weddings that year she was pregnant and yeah 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 yeah, that was it was was a week before i gave birth and i was out there nine months pregnant what's the secret of giving birth on the on demand on demand what do you mean like by the due date yeah because we we found some tricks if you want if you guys want to have your baby early (laughs) we found some tricks yeah empanadillas eating empanadillas with pica sauce coca-cola and maybe a love session Ew, I can't. Well, and, okay, so baby came. Um, she literally pushed the baby in four pushes, four contractions, and literally the the baby came so fast that the doctor told Steph, "Hey, stop pushing because <laughs> <laughs> you're. I need some time to catch the baby. The we, baby literally comes so, flying out. Baby wh- flies out, and the doctor's like, whoa. When it came time to, we had this thing that we we're like, it's my, it's our first pregnancy, our first baby. This is going to be a while. You hear, you know, some women being in labor for 48 hours. They're dying for a drink. This just went so quick that we couldn't even think. So I think by the time things started till that literally she came out, it was like five hours. I ended up going to the hospital around three in the morning. I think contraction started around one, one thirty. We went at like three thirty, three, three thirty. By the time they were like rushing to get me epidural, I was already seven centimeters when I got to the hospital. So probably by the time I got epidural, I was roughly maybe eight. Yeah. But remember, tell us a little bit about at home. Cause I remember it was like late at night and I was 
going to no, bed. No, so I tried to labor as much at home as I possibly could. I ended up taking a shower. Sebastian went to bed. I'm, like, starting to feel what feels like heavy cramping. And I'm just like, okay, I see this motherfuckers in bed just snoozing away. And I'm like, I'm literally in the bath and I'm <laughs> trying to gather these last breaths. It feels like your last breaths as you're, like, feeling all this pain at once. <laughs> I'm naked and wet. I just got out of the shower. I literally fall to my knees. And I'm like, get your ass up. We need to go to the hospital. And he just wakes up and he's like, you think this is a real thing? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wanted to make sure. So I I call the doctor. There's a hotline. Not only that, but when I was in the bathtub, you're like, hey, do you want to call the doctor? And I was like, I can't call right now. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. (laughs) Well, I call the doctor. I leave a message. They call me back within like five minutes. Uh, well, no, I think I think they picked up. It was like the hotline yeah. for like if you're thinking it's like you're emergency labor, hotline. Yeah, if you're thinking labor, call this. And the doctor is like asleep, and he's like, oh, "Hello." I was like, "Hey, I think my wife has." Uh, okay, how 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 long has my contractions been going on? I'm like, oh, you know, like from the get go, I started three to five minutes. He's like, oh, that no, from the get go, they were already a minute apart. Well, the they doc- weren't three to five minutes. The doctor told us to just head in. Mm-hmm. So literally we get in by the time they prep everything we're upstairs the lady you know she sees that I'm eight centimeters pregnant or <laughs> <laughs> eight, centimeters. Yeah, eight centimeters pregnant Dang, I early. was I was looking at the damn monitor early. so it's, she sees that I'm eight centimeters and they bring the doctor in and the doctor was like if you don't give birth in an hour we're gonna do a c-section I was like what the fuck yeah and that's when the lady looked at me the nurse and she was like hey let's just do a practice run and like see where you're at so I ended up pushing, and they could already see Iris's head. And that's where I was like, oh, she was like, oh, hold on, you might want to stop. And so at this point, I'm already, like, in the motion. I think maybe I pushed another time or something like that, and literally Iris was coming out already. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, she's like, hold on, wait. And I'm like, bitch, I ain't going to wait. <laughs> this, this baby's halfway out. That's right. Um. So literally in that moment, you give birth, and they're having me sign shit papers covid if i want a covid vaccine all these things and you're like there's no explanation for what you feel as a woman when you give birth and the afterwards like you feel like you're in a fog try try describing it it's like you're lost in a maze you don't know what what just happened also you see a baby out and you're like they just put you on you know put her on my chest and i just remember being like oh my god and i remember i didn't even cry i didn't have a reaction or anything until sebastian i saw sebastian crying and i'm like you're crying and then that's when i got choked up and so you're just like hoping that the baby is you know awake and alive and that they have their first cry you're in a fog i remember hearing my mom in the background being like you're you did it stuff you did it and it was such a moment of where you're just like oh like i put in all this damn work i'm just like trying to just lay here for a second let me just lay here um and everybody's in and out and doctors are trying to sew me back up and i'm losing blood at the time and they take the baby i think you are holding her and my mom like between both of you they're trying to sew me up and i just remember like falling asleep and then all of a sudden they wake me up because they want to take me to the bathroom and make sure that I can walk on my own. Well, like I ended up passing out twice mm-hmm. in that journey. And so they, they just ignored the bathroom completely. They just let me lay there. But I had lost that much blood that I just, I couldn't stay up. Yeah. So much so that the surgeon had to come back in here and stitch you up again. Mm-hmm, Cause I was still bleeding. Um, so then 
is you just feel like you're lost. Like you can't believe you had a baby that you pushed something out of you. It's out into this real world, this dream that you've been dreaming about for, you know, my whole life to be a mother, plus those nine months anticipating and knowing that there's a baby inside of me and then seeing it in physical form, you're just like, it's a, it's a trippy thing. Mm-hmm. Talk about being high. That's a high. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, I think as a, as a father, you can't, there's only so much you can say and you can do. I, there's a little funny moment where my <laughs> wife, you know, we had a little, they tell you pack your pack your go bag you know get ready with your go bag your delivery bag and it's like my wife was like putting a bunch of stuff in there and it's just like all right honey you really think you're gonna need a speaker he's like yeah i'm gonna be jamming out to drake when the baby comes out (laughs) so long behold she's pushing the baby i'm like hey baby this is a great time for the speaker do you want to hear music she's like shut up shut up i'm like (laughs) i said shut your mouth i was like shut your mouth and inside i'm like secretly kind of like giggling bitch. i told you yeah you need a speaker for so it's like your gold bags like take it easy take it light she's literally packed some clothes some underwear (laughs) (laughs) and don't complicate your life because in the moment like giving birth it is a you don't give a shit about anything else literally i thought to myself we would take pictures i would have a certain outfit on to go give birth (laughs) i I literally paired a leggings with a bad bunny tour tee and the bottom of my belly was hanging out of my leggings. <laughs> whatever sneakers I could find. Cause you're literally just so like whatever the shit looks like. I look like a clown and mm. they're probably like, <laughs> this girl's gonna give birth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well long and behold, Iris came in early. I think it's like six oh eight in the morning. Six forty one. Oh, six forty one. Mm-hmm. Um so early bird, she came through and you know, and then postpartum. Yeah, so postpartum was a bitch. Nobody really tells you that within postpartum. And I, we knew people that were pregnant before me, but yet nobody tells you about the certain period that after the baby comes in, you're recovering as a woman because you just pushed a watermelon out of your U-Haul. That you're gonna be in so much pain as well as the the downfall, significant downfall of hormones. You experience postpartum blues, where you're emotional. You're also trying to adjust. I personally couldn't get up for about the first month. Sebastian would literally bring her to me so that we she could be breastfed. And it's just like not what I had pictured motherhood to be like as soon as I pushed her out. I remember I couldn't sit flat on, on anything. Our trip on the way home, I literally couldn't even sit in a wheelchair. They had to wheel me out. Like, the lady literally brings a wheelchair, and she was like, hey, do you want to sit on this? And I'm like, no, but I'll use that as a guiding post. And I remember thinking to myself, I wanted a picture of Sebastian taking Iris out, like, that daddy and daughter moment. And I couldn't even have that. And so then when we got in the car, she was like, how do you want to get in? And I'm like, face down, ass up. <laughs> That's how I'm going in. Yeah, she rode in the back seat, kneeling on the back seat. She mm-hmm. kneeled. She never sat. And she never sat for the duration of those two, three weeks, because that's how painful it is down there. Yeah. You know, you need that literally bed rest. And like what you was taking, Tylenol, you were taking medication. Tylenol, every, Motrin, like, you know, like by the clock. Yeah, it was like, that's how much the pain was. And not only that, you got a baby on top of that. You got to take care of and breastfeed and all that. And those first two weeks were rough. Yeah. I just remember rough. being like, it kind of feels like a fog. And when people say, hey, when you f- have a baby, you kind of forget what the first weeks look like. And I think of that now looking back, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it was that bad. But I know at that time I was like, yo, shit, I don't know if I could do this again. 
<laughs> I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it takes you for a spin and it's unexpected and like just a pain that mm-hmm. you, you, that you felt. And not only that, like, like husbands out there, like if you don't have like the flexibility to take off work, like get your mother-in-law, get your, your brother, your sister, your mother to just kind of take shifts and come in because it's a lot of because your wife is down yeah like she needs to she needs help getting the baby off the bassinet you know breastfeed him put him back down soothe them or if you're a formula fed mama yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 tough and it's a lot of work it's it's a it's a 24-hour job and nobody tells you how vulnerable and intimate and sacred those first few moments what you when you get home are gonna be i think also you're just trying to navigate like I've always dreamt of being a mom and yet still I didn't picture it like that. I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like a car (laughs) cut in half just left on the side of the road and you're just supposed to pick up the pieces. And this is where I feel like women that I, my birth wasn't traumatic per se. I didn't have a baby that didn't cry at first or I didn't have an unnatural birth where, you know, like ended up in a C-section by means it it looked pretty normal yet in for, certain forms it seemed traumatic to me it mm-hmm. just being so fast and you not being able to process as fast as things were going yeah um and that's where i like i feel to a certain extent if you have a really good support system that you get to talk to them mm-hmm. and voice it out or seek therapy in a way that could compensate for the fact of what you went through yeah um, at the time I really couldn't, I, I remember telling Sebastian like how hard it was and I would cry very frequently because I didn't know that there was such thing called postpartum blues. It's just like when your hormones are crashing and it's not that you regret the decision. It's just, you don't anticipate how hard that time of life is going to be. And it's hard to see the blessing that's right in front of you as you feel like you're suffering in different ways. And you're a very positive, upbeat person. And even then it was mm-hmm. very hard. It was very hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the moms out there that are, you know, having kids or want to have more kids, you know, it's, I feel for y'all because. Well, it, to me, I even it's thought bit, it's hard just being a single mom and having to do all that shit mm-hmm. by yourself. Like Sebastian took off a month, a month and a half to be with me and help me and guide me. And if I was breastfeeding, he would literally bring me breakfast in bed. He would bring me water. Um, and he was just constantly my, my saving grace throughout that time. But being a single mom. Yeah. I would be hunting out baby daddies. I'd have a <laughs> a reward out for their head. Yeah. I couldn't be able to do that alone. No, no, you can't. You uh-uh. can't do it alone. You really can't. And but that also ties into like like you can't do it alone, but then ties into privacy and then you do need your own space during that healing time because you're just so vulnerable. How people would do it pre COVID when women just give birth and people like the Tia comes in to visit, I'd literally send everybody to hell. I think I just think it's the times. Hell you know, no. I do see the beauty and people being around you. Like you gotta have like some sort of decency and some sort of respect and boundaries. Like you can visit between like noon and four or whatever, noon and six. Mm-hmm. Like whatever whatever that looks like for everybody. Um, everybody's different in that respect, but you do need a sense of You're just trying to figure uh, out yeah. your new dynamic. So like, you know, we had gotten married. We were married six months when we found out we were pregnant with Iris. We have Iris. It's like going through so many different motions at once. And you're trying to navigate what marriage and parenthood look like together as well as being present parents for her and trying to be on the same page. 
So I would say like those first, I mean, we've never significantly argued about parenthood or our parenting styles. Sometimes if one has feedback for the other, we'd be like, hey, I'd do it this way. Hey, that was a little rough with her. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, we have conversations that way, but it really hasn't changed our marriage in that sense. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But I I think... I think those first few months were definitely delicate. And not only that, December baby, so then you got January, you got February, and those are peak cold. The holiday. You got flu during all that, and then you got the holidays on top of that. So it was... We had to seclude ourselves a lot. As a parent, if you're not a parent, you have no idea on, like, what uh, being lying and protecting, you know, their nest and protecting their territory. But after you're a parent, for me as a dad, I came through and I'm like... Oh, this is what it feels like to have your own territory. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not tolerating that. And and you kind of have to, you have to grow. I think was one of the things that's been hard for me is kind of growing in character and telling people like, hey, I'm not cool with that. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that's even in your own parents. That's a hard conversation. Very hard. Not only that, but I think when you are, we've always been very go with the flow people. I've been like, ah, I don't really give a shit. Okay. And then all of a sudden you have this baby and you do give a shit and you're like trying to alter and change how people interact with that. One of the most important things in, in your life. Yeah. It's hard. And she's looking up to us for guidance and advice. And you're, sometimes people say comments or do certain things and you're like, yeah, that fucking roils me up. We should do a, a whole podcast on that. On like you know things boundaries that, and stuff boundaries like that boundaries and things that we've experienced Shit. and people have done and we're just like no like that ain't right yeah. so I think I think parenthood is a again it's like marriage it's tough waters but there's beautiful highs mm-hmm. you know I there's there's a great way of putting it into perspective when you're single your high is a ten but your low is like a negative ten Ben Shapiro said this. But then when you get when you find somebody that you really like, like mm-hmm. a, like a girlfriend or you're getting married, your highs become like a plus 20 and then a negative 20 for your lows. When you got a kid, your highs are like plus 50, but your lows are I'd like, like negative 5,000 and it's negative like negative 5,000. So the beauty in marriage, the beauty in kids, it's like, yeah, you have these ups and flows. But the highs are like, you know, you're sailing, you know, you're up there, you're in the clouds. But when you're in, you're in the trenches, boy, nobody's breathing. Nobody's happy. And they weren't kidding when they say you don't sleep. You don't sleep. We will. I will say this. Iris was a great baby up until six, seven months. Once we had a teething fuzz or fussy phase, it went downhill from there. And then we invited her in our bed. And it ain't been the same since. No, it ain't. All, all the fathers out there, all the mothers out don't there. Don't bring your freaking baby in your bed. Don't bring your baby in your bed. It's the worst mistake of your life. And I remember being like, Iris is only going to be in our room in a bassinet till she's six months. But it was hard to like let that go as a mom. So we're like, hey, you know, like, we'll we'll do this for a little bit while longer until it's my fault. Is it your fault? No, I'm a mom. I'm looking out for our baby. First time moms are very protective. And first time dads are very protective. Somebody said, yeah. Oh, well, you're not going to care with your second. And I'm like, I beg to differ. I could see myself being I just see, as protective. I can, see, I can see you easing off with the second. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> I guess we're having another one. <laughs> <laughs> I went from working. I was busy. 
as well as just being spontaneous and having my life pre-baby to them being a stay-at-home mom, which I was never in a house that long <laughs> ever in my life. Yeah, that's been a crazy transition. Um, To being, you know, the baby 24-7, going through their emotions and their moods, and you're putting yourself at the bottom of the totem pole. Speaking of babies, here's Iris. Welcome, Iris. Say hello, Iris. Anyways, mom, 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 no, but it, being parent definitely changes your whole your whole lifestyle. It's, I mean, it's like, it's a drastic shift. It's, it's easy for me to be like for anybody to be like, yeah, of course. Oh it's, yeah, your life changes. But I, I think it's one thing. It's one thing saying it. It's another thing living it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you know never you know never really form an opinion on somebody until you walk on their feet for a thousand steps. Uh-huh. It's the same principle. You know, it's it's. It's a, it's a, it's quite the adjustment. Yeah, we heard so many people up until this point be like, "Parenthood is so hard." But for me, I'm like, I like to know how it's hard. And being the way that we are, we're very go with the flow people. We've always been that way. We've always been very spontaneous as well. And having to be like, "Yo, shit, she's about to throw a bitch fit. We need to roll, get out." It's like you no longer know what it is to stay for yourself. You learn to leave for someone else. Yeah, I mean, you got to feed the baby, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's easy for an adult to skip a meal. And although it's not the healthiest thing to do, it's it's you can get away She's with gotta it. She's got to have her three well, meals. Right, with a baby, you got to keep them on a regimen because if not, they can get sick. And it's not a healthy thing for a baby. So <laughs> also putting them to bed, like speaking about going bed to bed on bedtimes, like. It's essential for your baby to go to sleep around the same time every day because you know why? You can then sleep. And we did and we didn't start off that way. It was as we learned that we're like, Oh yeah, she does need a bedtime. Her bedtime is now seven thirty. And we no longer like that go with the flow part as far as like that lifestyle has right. changed significantly where you're like, Yeah, we need to be at home around seven thirty. Sometimes we do like have our little events or whatever. And we try to push her and she does pretty well. But when she's had enough, this girl's fire. She will let you know she's done. <laughs> yeah. and But, you know, I think bringing it back a little bit, you know, talking about sort of like how hard it was postpartum and then those first six months of being a baby or her being a baby, you know, that's that's that transition. That's like that hard yerk sort of like getting it's into like the, it. It's the reality check. I think it's also important to say how much as a parent i've never experienced so much joy looking at some like i love sebastian but this joy is in a different way that you see the combination of you and your husband grow into this little baby and her discover things for the first time and and see life in a different way that we kind of forgot about um not that you forget about it, it's just that you just become used to life and the mundane things and you forgot what things look like when they sparkle and what christmas tree ornaments do for a baby it's just like this immense amount of joy and then also as well as the struggle and exhaustion that comes from that immense amount of joy yeah i mean literally you know as they say in marriage you know you you both leave your home and you cling on to each other and you become one a baby a kid your Mm -hmm. offspring is the literal representation of you guys becoming one um and it's 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 powerful and it's profound and it's a beautiful thing and we look forward to keep you know sharing our parenthood journey and things that we encounter and maybe like funny things as well that we're like oh we didn't think of that or 
these kind of like little dumb moments that we've discovered as parents too but that it's so important as a uh, parent to have that community of other parents too um so yeah we look forward to sharing that journey and and continuing on and being able to get on and and deliver podcasts whenever we have the time and opportunities well with that you know let's uh let's hope everybody has a good day and uh let's keep on thriving peace out thanks for listening